101 ESPN. This is the Fast Lane. Now, here's former card Matt Holiday. Holiday about your left side. As the guys get ready to dive deep into the cards. by Milliken Hand Rehabilitation Center. Regain your grip after injury. Expert hand and upper extremity therapy at two convenient locations. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN, 3 o'clock. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Our guy, Matt Holiday, who joins us every single Friday, is on with us right now. What's up, Matt? I'm not liking that. Whatever that was, I'm not, I'm not on. I'm not coming on to that anymore. Y'all just call me back. All right. Well, see, that was going to be question number one, is how you were feeling uh, about that. Matt, don't you worry, okay? That is noted. We have put that in the file. Matt does not like that one. What about song number two? Would you be okay with this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're feeling that. <laughs> all right, all right. We're feeling yeah, that. Yeah, that's one. a vibe right there. I'm vibing with that one. All right, we got one other. Okay, we got so one other, though. Wait, Anthony, me... I'm keeping score. A, X, uh, B, check mark. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so meet, fire up the next one. Man, what do you think, man? I go with that one too. I'll take the last two for sure. Be inside. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, now we we're gonna have to take it to Twitter for a poll so on this one. Death metal's never been your thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just don't like it. Is that you, Brad? Is that your yeah. song? No. That... Yeah. You know what? I I pitched sometimes, and I know I didn't. I never looked like that guy sounded, but I felt like that a lot of times. <laughs> where it just everything was. <laughs> but uh, I I understand that it's not calming. So I it's like not to... my taste. Okay. I mean, that's fine that you like it. It's just not my taste. Right. No, yeah, it was, that was fine. We, I was we... that guy a few times, too. Yeah, we tried different ah. things. That was actually, that was stuff that I would listen to, Matt, as I was leaving the uh, ballpark. I turned to get right there on the freeway. You know where the off-ramp is after yeah. a bad game again. And I'd be yeah. beating my steering wheel and just slamming yeah. it. Into oncoming traffic. No, well, generally going the correct direction. Uh, this game can be frustrating at times, Matt. Let's talk about some good times. Times, though. Let's talk about some fun times and obviously a very emotional time for your guy, Nolan Arenado, as he goes back to Colorado last night. He plays in front of the fans and the ovation was cool at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it like, uh, take me through that because you've been in that moment. What were you thinking as he was getting the love from the fans? That was really great. You know, I don't think that the love I got going back to Colorado was nearly like that. So uh, I'm thinking that uh, that he got uh, he he did well for himself as far as that went. So that was exciting. Uh, I was, you know, I was kind of torn on which way it would go. I thought it would be a little bit of both, but I thought it was overwhelmingly positive. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him because it's always a kind of uncomfortable feeling when you go back to a place for the first time that you spent so much time at. It's kind of awkward going to the other locker room. It's kind of uncomfortable when you don't know how much, 
love to show your former teammates without your current teammates telling you to cut the cord. <laughs> oh, gosh, know, yeah. It's that kind of awkward, you know, where you you uh you want to catch up with your boys, but at the same time you don't want your, you know, it's uh but it's fun. I, I think it's it's cool. I, I was hoping it usually goes one way or the other. You usually go like three for four with two homers, or you go zero for four and and it doesn't go well. Um, so I was kind of hoping for the the positive outcome, um, but uh, I, he didn't get any hits. I don't think so. Um, I, I'm sure he is anxious to get another crack at it tonight and uh, and get back. You always want to kind of do well against your old team, especially when they trade you and you feel like it was um, maybe, I don't know. I, I just think he'll, he's probably anxious to get back out there tonight. Yeah, Matt, like that's the one thing. I, I was traded a lot, so I had a lot of these moments. Um, <laughs> but you go back there and you want to try and win an MVP in one game. And yeah. I think that the stress can be – overwhelming at times and so this is where i like the sport of baseball is they got three more against the rockies mm-hmm. in this series to where nolan can probably settle down here i thought he was mm-hmm. jumping on pitches early last night he popped mm-hmm. up the first couple and he just like he was too amped up like he really mm-hmm. wanted to do something special whereas i think today he's probably going to settle down and you can speak to from experience where he settled down now the moment is over there's no more standing ovation and now you can just get back to business yeah, I mean, you take the emotion out of it a little bit. So <clears throat> last night was very emotional for him. I'm sure he didn't know what, you know, kind of reception he would get. So he was he was concerned, I'm sure, kind of deep down what, what the response from the crowd would be. And I know his family was there, and I'm sure he was concerned that there'd be any, you know, people saying negative things towards his family. And, and so there's always that kind of nervousness of, of going back and, and, you know, trying to, trying to get him back, so to speak, and, and you know, single-handedly sort of carry the team. And, and so you, you feel a little bit of that anxiousness. But you're right. I think tonight he'll be able to kind of settle in a little bit. There won't be the uh, distraction of, of kind of knowing how to handle the moment. You can just get in there and get back to, to playing ball and, and, uh, and try to trying to win a game. And so I think it'll be, a, like you said, a, a better situation. I don't think you ever, uh, against your former team, you ever – there's never not a kind of a different feel where you really want to do well. Like you just, it just, it's just different. And so um, I'm sure he, he still uh, will have some of that uh, really want to do well here, but it will feel more like a a normal at bat tonight. And and hopefully uh, he can settle down and and get back to, to, to doing what he can do. Matt Holiday joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Matt, what are you seeing right now? I know that uh, Nolan knows his swing incredibly well. I know that you guys have talked about it before. St- you know, struggling a little bit. He's a pro. We'll figure it out. But what are you what are you picking up right now when you watch him? We, we you know, I think actually, you know, sometimes I think he he uh, he gets a little pull happy with just um, he 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 pulls the ball so well, and it's such a, a, a very. Um, it's very one of his better traits, but at the same time, I think when he stays on the ball, um, particularly the breaking ball, it's moving away from him and, and lines it over the second baseman's head. And you kind of see that one hand finish where, um, you know, catches it kind of out front, but he stays through it. Uh, and then keeps his bat in the strike zone for a long time. Um, every now and then he, I think he gets a little pull happy. His front side comes off just a hair early and he, he kind of chops over the top of, of some of these breaking balls. Uh, you'll see the, the, the grounder to short. Um, when he really stays through the ball and keeps his front side in, uh, to me, that's the best version of Nolan. And then, you know, when they make a mistake with the breaking ball, he'll pull it. Um, but really getting back to kind of lining that fastball out over the plate and staying on that breaking ball down and away and lining that into the off gap, 
and, and trusting that when the pitch to pull shows up, you'll be in the right spot. Uh, I, th- I think that that's his best uh, approach and swing, and, and we've talked about it. So um, I, I think he'll, he, you know, again, it's a long season, and, and you're going to go through dips, and, and you're going to have your high spots. But um, from what I see, he gets, you know, sometimes he just loses his front side a little bit early and, um, and, and kind of comes out and around the ball instead of staying inside and through it. Matt, we talked about last week, we talked about Tommy Edmond and his talk about the, the approach, team approach, right, of being ready. And you broke that down incredibly well, talking about a player's job day-to-day is being ready for that pitcher and, and that at-bat. But we've also heard, like, since then, like, Paul DeYoung talked about reaching out to Ryan Ludwig. I, I know you're, I mean, you and Nolan are buddies, so obviously you're going to be talking hitting. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people look at that and say, well, if they're going outside the organization for everything, that's a, that, that's a bad spot. I want to know from you as a player, did you just have guys throughout your career that didn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily just your coaches that you leaned on, that you could confide in, that you can talk in? Like, how normal is that? I'd say it's, it's pretty normal. I mean, I, I think that there's always, you know, there's a voice. You know, it doesn't matter what you're coaching or, or how great a coach you are. There's going to be times where I guess your voice or maybe maybe two people are saying the exact same thing, but they're saying it in a different way that makes sense to you. And so I think there's going to be people throughout your career um, that really know your swing. Like for me, my brother, you know, obviously growing up, we spent he knew me better than anybody else and could spot little things in my swing um, that were very hard for other people to see. Um, just because we had such a, a long relationship and, and we kind of, he had kind of helped me develop into the hitter that I was. And so there was times where I would, I would, you know, have conversations with him and it wasn't because I didn't think Maves or, or Mark McGuire or some of the great hitting coaches I had knew what they were talking about. It was just a, a, a relationship and, and kind of a visual and an eye that had seen me from what I used to be and, and to, sort of what I became. And it, and it was just, I guess a confidence and a and a and a, and a, and a language maybe of, of words that we had used for so long um, that really resonated with me. So um, even with our college guys, when I'm coaching, I mean, I, there's going to be guys that resonate with the things that I'm saying more than Robin Ventura, and there's going to be things that Robin says that resonate with guys more than me. And so I think once you you know as a coach, all you really want is what's best for the player and what's best for that hitter. So. Um, you know, just kind of putting your pride aside and just saying, hey, man, if you're getting good stuff, well, just tell me what it is so I can help you help yourself. And, and so um, I, I think there are a lot of guys, to answer your question, Brad, that have people that they confide in, um, that, that, that you, they've talked to before, that, that know them well and, and, and could help them with, you know, maybe mechanics or the mental side of what they're doing. Um, so I would say it's, it's probably very uh, popular, but I, I don't think that's a knock on the coach, really. I mean, I think that that's just – that's just hitting in general. You know, sometimes you just need to talk it out with somebody that knows you and, and, and can give you some tips or, or just listen and, and uh, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe just a different voice. Matt, if we talk about hitting and I want to talk about Paul Goldschmidt just briefly, you know, he had some struggles last month. It wasn't a great month for a lot of guys, but, you know, Paul Goldschmidt is a guy that I think the Cardinals rely upon to create some offense and obviously him and Nolan – in the top of the order, those are guys that you need to be smashing the ball for you. It wasn't happening, but Goldie now is heating up, and he's had a string of some really good games. And last night he he hits the ding dong Johnson out there 
uh, and he just <laughs> looks a lot better out there. What are you what are you seeing from Goldie, or what is it about Goldie when he's on his game that you can notice? You know, first of all, I could listen to you say "Ding Dong Johnson." All day. So if you don't, you could just refer to anything uh, as a Ding Dong Johnson. I would appreciate it. But, All right, BT, Ding Dong Johnson. Dong. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I would say that, that Goldie has a very, uh, to me, a unique swing. Um, it was uh, always from afar and watching it. Uh, it was, it was, it's a little bit unorthodox to a, kind of what you'll see from a, a, you know, a lot of the guys. Um, but he's so strong um, that he can, he can kind of do some things that other guys can't do. Um, but I, I know that this may sound redundant, but when he when he stays on the ball and the home run he hit just off the center field, off the right of, of center field a couple of days ago in St. Louis, um, was an incredible swing and, and just shows the kind of strength uh, when he stays through the ball and is using the big part of the field. Uh, again, I, I think his hard hit rate is, is very high, um, but it doesn't matter how hard you hit the ball if you're hitting it on the ground to the pull side, which – um, he's probably hitting the ball on the ground more than he would like. But again, if you if you if you if that hard hit rate translates to the middle of the field for him, uh, as, as as strong as he is, I think that you'll start to see the numbers really go up. Um, but he he has that kind of no stride. Um, his bat's very flat. It starts out flat. He he brings it up just a little bit, um, and then you know he's got a a, a kind of an unorthodox swing, but. Um, it looks to me like he's getting hot. Like you said, his numbers are, are, are ticking up, and, and I think they need it. I mean, when you're talking about he and Nolan, uh, you know, you're talking about superstar players, and uh, you need them. You're going to need them, and, and you're going to need them to, to have a big second half to get back in the, in the middle of the central. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. I, I think uh, I think all the ingredients are still there for him to be an elite offensive player in the National League. So um, it's, uh, it, it's an interesting, like I said, it's a, it's a swing that, is, is is different than most, but he's he's a he's a really strong guy. All right, man. Totally off topic here, but you had my wheels turning uh, a few minutes ago when you were talking about Nolan and, and the expecting you know the mixed uh, results if, as far as like some booze. And you mentioned his family, and you're worried about the family and the family getting worn out. And it made me think about I don't know if you saw this the other day, but it was Brandon Crawford's wife who put up a picture of their daughter who was crying at Dodger Stadium because the fans were being just awful to her dad. And I want to know from your standpoint as a player, was there ever anywhere where you told Leslie and the kids don't come like just just don't come or a place yeah. where they got worn out and it actually might be Dodger Stadium that might end <laughs> up being the place but like was there a place like that yeah I mean you know there's there's you know once you get to the playoffs especially uh there's fans that are pretty I mean just ruthless and they know where the family section sits and um they're not afraid to unleash on 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 the on the wives and the kids and at one point I think uh I think it was Philadelphia in the playoffs one oh, year. They, shocker. they were dumping beer on the live section. Oh. On the um, it's a waste of I beer. Think, yeah, I think that was Philadelphia. That sounds um, but, yeah, I mean, all those fan bases, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Boston was pretty, uh, you know, was, was the people weren't afraid to, to yell curse words at, at families in the family section. Um, so, they always had security. You know, I remember Joe Walsh when we would travel in the postseason. Joe would, would sit near the, the, the wives section to, to keep the rowdies out of that area. But um, I'm not surprised, you know, especially for the Dodgers and, and Giants series. I think there's a true level of hatred uh, between fan bases that, that, that doesn't surprise me that they might 
verbally assault a young girl or her dad in, in front of her. So it's, uh, uh, you know, people suck. I mean, some people are just uh, mean, and, and I'm, I'm not surprised. But to answer your question, I think there was a few places where, you know, you felt like – I didn't tell my wife not to go. I mean, she's pretty tough and not afraid to give it back to somebody. But um, it was definitely one of those places where, you know, Joe, Joe was uh, sitting next to the wives. That happened to me at home games a lot. <laughs> I do think you hit the nail on the head, though. I think we should just kind of be better people. Uh, one more yeah. for you, Matt, quickly, because we were talking about this before we got you on. We were talking about Joe Kelly. I don't know if you saw the pictures of him yet rocking the mariachi oh, band jacket to the White House. <laughs> Did you think about doing that as you guys went uh, to the White House after you won the World Series in 2011? Was mariachi jacket? No, I didn't, but I wish I would have. That was incredible. You could pull it off, I mean, too. Joe is funny. I mean, I know you know Joe a little bit, and, and people that know Joe, I mean, he and his wife are funny people. Like, they, uh, I, I think that it was the quarantine video where he threw the ball. <laughs> working, working on his changeup. <laughs> yeah, threw it in the, through the window. Uh, they're funny people. And, and when I saw that with the mustache and the, and the jacket, I mean, that's funny. Like, I, you know, I know funny, and that's funny. So, <laughs> um, I, I did, I do appreciate, uh, that. And, uh, I think Lance and I took a we took a funny picture. Lance Berkman and I we took a funny picture in, in one of the rooms at the White House, imitating uh, the president on the wall. Um, so we, we we goofed around a little bit in the White House, but that that's a whole other level of funny. <laughs> it's legendary. Hey Matt, we always appreciate you coming on. Have a happy Fourth of July weekend, and we'll make sure we get your music right coming back next week. All right? Yeah, none of that, none of that again. <laughs> none of that. Now we know. I'll hang up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Bye, guys.